Comic Book Day, and welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are properly John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. Happy Comic Book Day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Ben and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please hit that comment section like your former Jedi Master turned to the dark side, became a cyborg, oppressed the galaxy, saw the error of his ways, and gave the Emperor his ultimate comeuppance. But now you're ready for your very own adventure. John! Charlie! I, I already have a huge mistake on the show. Already? I listed us as John and Charlie, but that's not true. You're Broadway John. Well, you, you are know. celebrity friending, <coughs> kiss stealing, uh, limousine riding, jet flying, a beautiful, healthy son of a gun. <laughs> John. Charlie Boy. How has the run been so far? So, you know what, man? I, um,. I can't lie to you. It's it's been been in pretty okay. So uh, again, if anyone who is joining us uh, has any recollection, uh, I am still in the midst of a very very successful Long Island run of Chaz Palminteri's A Bronx Tale: The Musical. Good luck getting a fucking ticket. Yeah. I was gonna go Sunday, and they were like, "No, nah, you're not." Sunday sold out, bitch, and it sold out on Tuesday. Charlie, uh, Charlie. I'm not. That's not even like a joke. Yo, no, no. I, I, I've been, I've been monitoring. Fuck, I've been monitoring. Like, I, I literally called the theater. I'm like, yo, but for me though, yeah. And they're like, like maybe we can get you through the back room. Maybe, uh, like, I kind of know a guy. And then they're like, how many movies have you been in? Because. Um, and it turns out the type of movies I've been in don't count. Yeah, no, which no, is no, like no. really insulting. Yeah, but I mean, you, you do have to understand where they're coming from in that situation. So, so yeah, so um, just real quick again, we're, we're in, experiencing a very, very, uh, very fun, very uh, rewarding run of, of Bronx Tale right now. Sadly, uh, Charlie was under the under the weather, as under they the say. Under the Tuscan weather. Um, so that that's the reason why we did not have the show last week, but we're certainly going to do our very best. To make for, uh, up for it, but um, I, I do want to throw this one out there for anyone who is not in our immediate uh, circle. So, um, what what damn day was it? Last um, was it this past was it Saturday? When Chaz showed up? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think Some it was Saturday. But yeah, so Saturday show. Um, <clears throat> we just kind of show up, we're ready to go. Matt, that's it's a lie. Sunday show. This past Sunday show, we kind of get there, we're ready to go. We had. Couple of shows for the weekend under the belt already, but you know we're we're quasi professionals up in that joint, so we're gonna give a full house, the the full show effect, and um, kind of like the, the murmur, the murmur, 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 peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots amongst the cast, and maybe just maybe we are going to have a, a some a special guest uh, amongst us, and um, which is a little scary. When you have a show that involves the world of the the mafia, yeah, like who's, wah, who's showing wah, up? Like, wah, wah. who exactly did we offend? A bunch of people are sitting uh, in VIP that did not yeah. pay for VIP. Why are the uh, Why are the musicians sitting in the audience with their violin cases? They should be in the pit, right? 
Um, I like this seat better. <laughs> so um, Johnny two times, ain't that right, Johnny two times? Yeah, yeah. So um, so not to not to uh, not to delay, but um, yeah, Chaz Palmentary himself. That's lunacy. And not his one, but his two security personnel were were in attendance. Security personnel for Chaz must just be two giant Italian men. I I, I do gotta say this. I do have to say this. Um, one of the fellas had a striking resemblance to Ronnie the Limo guy oh, from Howard no. Stern. I was like, wait a minute. Is that what he has been up to? Has he jumped ship? That is amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was, he was a very, he was a gracious, truly a gentleman, like pretty much what you would expect. Tall guy, but, but very complimentary, very, um, just, just, just a wonderful guy. Just a real, real nice guy. He stuck around. Uh, spend time with all of us individually and um oh really uh, yeah it was pretty great it was it was a pretty good great experience. i do know there's a great video that we'll have to share uh hmm. on the page i'm gonna put you in charge of that I, but uh it did feel like you were his favorite like, well uh, i he mean did, he did come out for the curtain call which was a little peculiar he's like i guy, wrote the goddamn he's thing. like yeah this applause is for me this applause is for me and he was right quite frankly he, yeah he wasn't wrong by any stretch of the imagination what were you a little starstruck? You've been living in this guy's dad's shoes because the story probably in real life had less singing, but the story is, or maybe more. Oh, oh wow, um, uh, it's autobiographical, so it's like this is this is real yeah. deal, happy meal, and, and that especially aspects of it. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, they know him for being in it. Uh, they know him from his, you know, portrayal, and that was like really his launching point. But that whole. The whole Bronx Tale and Rocky mirror each other greatly because he couldn't get work as an actor. He said, you know what, let me write something for me to be in. And what story do I know best? My own personal story. So his name really is Colodro, uh, um That's fine. That's okay. Uh, Colodro, Lorenzo, uh, Anello, and um, he just wrote his, his story. So all these fantastic things that happened in the flick happened to my man Chaz... Uh, in real life and people when they when Hollywood got their mitts on the script they said this is great we want to buy it from you you we don't want you to be in it we're gonna do our own thing and he said no no he refused with like with nothing in his pocket feeling his Shit. leg and he sticks his head in his pocket I would sell your um, story for 50 bucks my own story 40, 40 cents the kid the kid the kid comes cheap ladies and gentlemen um but uh, but yeah, he he held his ground, and De Niro ended up um, uh, directing and and co-starring in it, and um, you know he did his thing. So look, when you're when you're literally self-made, especially in an industry like that, then you can you know uh, you can afford so to speak to really really stick to your guns. You're like I'm gonna behave the way I think is right to behave. I'm gonna carry myself how I think is the proper way to carry myself, so on and so forth, and um, that's what he did, man. It's a really, really a good guy. It was an amazing experience. It must have been so him. wild for that crowd, though. Because you just imagine. see a story that's very much about... I mean, the taglines of that show. Um, one of the greatest statements, I think, that can be made is... The, I don't want to paraphrase it. No, but you're, the, but, you're on your way. But the worst thing in life is wasted talent. And to tell that to a bunch of actors who range from Little C... Is how old? I'm the kid's That actor... Be. Eight? Seven. Six, so so from, yeah. from seven to you just celebrate, you're about to celebrate your 65th what? birthday. Why? 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 So I think it's such a beautiful rage. The man's going to drag me on my own It's such shit. a wonderful... What's wrong with this kid? 
range, but it speaks to the, the truth because for a, a local theater, the work's not different. The different of effort put in on a Broadway production, an off-Broadway production, and a very off-Broadway production, the work is the same. The giving up, I would argue, I would argue what you do, the schedule that you ran to be part of the show, is a schedule most people can't do, regardless what they want. Well, but so then, for an audience to see these uh, the, these actors put on a hell of a show, and you guys absolutely crush it, all the flowers being sent your way are deserved. But then to see the guy who those are those are actual funerally funeral flowers. Well, bro, I got, I'm on a budget. I'm on a budgie, son. Yeah, you know. um, that must have been a real trip to then see the guy who made yeah, yeah. really truly something special out of himself. When probably a lot of a lot of the the safer bet would have been against him, the safer bet. Whoa. A lot of his friends are in the ground. A lot of his friends made very different life decisions. Uh, this is a successful man, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I don't know how many of his friends are on the ground, but uh, at least but, some. But I, I I definitely hear what you're saying, and you know those look, three guys the, blew up in the second the, act. The truth is, <coughs> the truth is he it's a he's a success story, right? Somebody that you can point to and say, this cat did it, right? Set, set, set the sights on a particular goal and, you know, it brought it to fruition. Yeah. And that's, regardless of what uh, avenue that success story lies in, it's, a, it's, it's one of those happily ever after type stories. And, and we're just kind of so pre-programmed to say, no, nah, that's, a, that's a fallacy. That's a fairy tale. That's... Pie in the sky bullshit. It ain't. Yeah, it ain't. It happens all the time. <laughs> it's it's strange because like obviously that is that is beyond that is beyond something special. And honestly, it's a special show. If you are a it's local, a show. if you can it's manage to score a ticket, uh, only a few performances left. It's a hot ticket. It's one of the hottest tickets in town. If you're coming solo, you'll you'll be all right. That's right. Uh, to, to Ellis, you will have to stick around to see if Chaz shows up in a very uh, soon episode. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say that this is just a ploy to get more people to watch, but I'm saying maybe it's a ploy. Uh, the, my, kid, the kid might show up. Uh, my uh, experience not as as fancy. I think it's a rub elbows with a, with a guy who's been in a ton of films, sold a bunch of shows. Uh, I did get to spend a little time with Penelope Ford. Uh, of AEW fame, they're having the biggest, the biggest wrestling show in history, Very taking cool. place this Sunday. Hung out with Penelope Ford and her husband, Kip Saban. Uh, they're awesome. Another set of very interesting success stories who have nothing but huge futures. So it was kind of cool getting to see them already kind of in this bubble, and and much like Chaz seemed to be, you know, uh, minus maybe the security because I was kind of playing their security. It was cool Oof. seeing. It's yeah, bad bad news bears. A pair of ass kicker deluxes, and I'm just like, I'm a little baby. I'll hold the money. The claymation Charlie's like, I've been charged. Don't worry. Fun, fun fact though, and this could be bullshit. This could be the promoter lying, but the promoter before the show started made a big deal that like Penelope Ford is not a hugger. Mm. 
Um, I got a very big hug at yeah, the end huh? of the show, and and she, very very nice compliments. Said she she said that I elevated the experience for everybody, which I took like That's to heart. Yeah. So elevating experiences, I was like an all time high despite being as sick as shit. Is like she, I'm uh, still falling apart. Is she a known lover of Samoans? You don't know zero have, uh... zero Samoans in the kill list. Really? So I think it's just the like. Uh, I seem like a guy who would wear a box on his head pretty willingly, like her husband. So that's a very inside uh, wrestling uh, very. Uh, shtick. I would have but gone for with the maybe, two people that get it. Like maybe it. she was just feeling sympathy for uh, for uh, for Maui. She's like, you know what? That could be. Let me let, honestly let me show I my should, love this way. I did re-enter the dating pool recently. So far, not going great. Maybe I should be like, this is how to give back yeah yeah this is how to give back i like this keep plan. keep your dollar show me your love exactly just wear a feather fucking uh <laughs> a leaf crown done done play a little ukulele it is decided ever since that guy won american idol i really should have changed yeah, dude, my you're, whole gimmick you're john slipping, you're slipping let's let's go into me knocking over air filters that you gave wrecking me. the joint uh ahsoka Ahsoka Tano San. Yeah. So, um, my beloved Rosario Dawson done did it again. Um, Joker Stream has dating advice for me, and I'm petrified. You know what? Um, I think probably Bats has the better, uh, the better dating advice. But you know what? If this comes filtered down through Bats Joker, Charlie should absolutely. Take every word. All right, this I will. I will fucking say it one no, more time for okay. the people in the back row. If you think any woman on this planet is gonna be so fucking special, some some magic fucking snowflake flying down from fucking heaven, to the point where I don't bring my proton pack to that first date, yo, you gotta have protection. You told me my whole life bring protection yeah. to the first dates because you never know. If if I can if I can tack on to Joker sentiment, yeah. Um. I think we know at this point you're gonna bring the bro the the the, the proton, proton pack. pack. That's what I call you when I bring you along. <laughs> so Charlie's gonna have what's her name? Dolores. Uh, Dolores. No, she's named after the uh, Audrey two, but Audrey. she's Audrey three. Audrey two point five. Um, it's not that he's 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 gonna bring the proton pack. That's gonna happen. Um, it's that he has the proton pack in the front seat strapped down and then like he makes these lovely young ladies sit in the back seat like i'm a chauffeur by themselves. they should feel honored you know you stick with that but in any case uh the the orange one um ahsoka tano who <laughs> i thought you were talking about trump for a second i'm like this show is uh, no, taking no, a no, turn yeah we're not going that way um uh so ahsoka tano who was introduced to us by the the cowboy wearing uh, Dave Filoni, uh, in animated form, who we first caught in uh, in real life um, on the small screen, uh, portrayed by Rosario Dawson, uh, way way back in um, Mandalorian at the season two, I think. Yeah, we first saw her. She's now getting her own. Her own bite at the apple, Woo! and she didn't come along, Charlie. She brought all her friends. She she gathered together the Filoni animated all stars, as if they were gonna do their own Star Wars wacky races. They just gathered up all these characters who we've only ever seen in two D, and we have now been, boom 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 boom, blown up into glorious, luscious, and very sexy 3D. 
can we get just one more shot of a of a booty blazing um freaking speeder bike going down the highway to nowhere uh can we get one more green skin uh, flappy uh flappy headed uh, Mary Winston Ter Taylor Tyler Thomas. Oh man! I call her goggles, baby. I call her goggles. This show, I honestly, I don't even care what's going on in the plot, bro. This show is a feast for the senses, uh, and I'm not just talking about I the do. practical effects because there are a plenty. I'm not talking about the uh, the laser fighting because there's plenty of laser sword fighting. There's all that stuff going on, Charlie. I am not going to even bother uh, delaying a, a second longer. I really thoroughly enjoyed these initial two episodes. It was like of it was Ahsoka. like a movie. What I liked about it, it was, was it like it ran I want to say it was like 45 and 35 something like that. Uh, so together I, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am full on hyped. I actually dragged our mother into the room. Because I wanted to see someone who knew nothing about... Like, she doesn't even remember Darth Vader. Like, they mentioned Anakin, and she goes, that sounds like a lovely Jewish boy. Um, she had a hell of a I good time. I bet he loves sand. She had a great time, too, man. She, if you don't enjoy Chomper, the, the fucking droid with two little wacky, waveable, inflatable tube arms, you don't know joy. Uh, leave it to Ellis to once again not get that the best of Star Wars was not from fucking George... Toy Boy Lucas. What it's the it's the say? it's the people. He's saying that oh no one knows these characters. You put Rosario well, Dawson in orange fucking paint and you give her a couple fucking ding dongs on her head and everyone's on board. You know what, Ellis? Though that that's a legitimate that's a legitimate point. Um, the majority I feel of people aren't familiar with these characters, and and I'm gonna say even adult Star Wars fans because. I did not watch Rebels. Well, you're not a child. I didn't watch Rebels at all. I only caught fleeting moments of Clone Wars. Yeah. And I I vehemently refuse to watch what's the the the, the one about the the fucking um they're they're clone troopers, but they're like the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. The Bad you Batch. You watched some of Bad Batch. You had to. I, I watched enough of Bad Batch to be like I hate this with every fiber of my being. And I refuse to watch even a moment longer. Um, so so that's where I walked into this, Ellis. And um, I, I almost exclusively know, know her character from what I got, well, from what I gleaned from um, Both Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Now, now, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and assume that most people are... In my camp. Yeah. Right? You I think, think so. Is that a fair fair assumption? So, uh, I, I, I do have to believe that the makers of this show know that. Right? This is not this is not news to them. I don't think they're fooling themselves saying, no, these are these are household names in terms of... <laughs> uh, these are household names in terms of uh, characters. So And they're, they're treating them that way. Right? So, we're getting... Uh, we're getting the exposition that we need to know, like, okay, uh, I know, I know that Sabine Wren, she's, uh, you know, she's a, she's a rebel amongst rebels. Like, you can't tell her yeah. what to do, and she's gonna do things her own way. Those ships, by the way, that kind of like shot alongside her, 
Those were dope as hell. I don't dope as fuck. Uh, you know, Ellis, if you want to jump in or anybody else with Star Wars knowledge, if those ships um, have a designation already, nicknames, whatever the case might be, let me know because those are Lego models that need to happen right quick. Um, really, really, uh, you know, across the board, it was a very fleshed out world that we that we jumped into. Now that being said, not knowing some of the characters' names. Upon you know seeing them initially, not being sure exactly, uh, coming from a place of the the expanded uh, uh, series like Thrawn is an immediate fill the cup for me. But also sits in that world of like not everyone knows who Thrawn is. Not everybody knows who Thrawn is. Thrawn is, and obviously because they're they are uh, they've explicitly said we are not doing the this expanded legacy content. So, right away, I'm like, yeah, I know Thrawn. I don't know what they're going to do with him. They might make him a tap-dancing, you know, entertainer on a, on a gambling yacht someplace. Um, for, all, for all I freaking know. But I'm, I'm all the way in for it. The most important thing to me, personally, as like a old-school curmudgeon type of fan, it felt like Star Wars. It fucking... It felt like it Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars, and I don't even know necessarily what that means. It felt like Star Wars... To me, specifically in the time period that it falls on the timeline, right after fucking Jedi. Oh man, it, it, I, I so I, I had a good good time. What's very interesting to me is we're on the backside of a lot of fan disappointment. Oh, the backside was unbelievable. The backside was oh, on the speeder bike. Me, wonderful. Me. I. I think what's very interesting is like tracking nerd joy. Yeah. I feel like we hit Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in theaters and everyone was like, what a fucking revelation. I'm crying because of a fucking raccoon. And I feel like everything from that point was like, man, fucking flesh sucked and this sucked and everything sucked. This felt like a return of joy to me, even in the lead up. Like, there have been a lot of people who are like, oh, God, please be good. Please be good. And by and large, what I'm seeing today is a lot of people being like, you fucking, yes, please, please, yeah. now the rest be good. It's trepidatious. But I think Ellis is the only person that hasn't been fully convinced to jump back into this world. He, he does make a point. Fucking for him, not even Mary Elizabeth Winstead could get him back in. For me, this was like a sign. And it's a stacked cast. Like, if you look at this cast, Ray Stevens, rest oh, in peace. Oh, rest in peace, um, Looks like he is what we've been waiting for, for a dark side user in what feels like 20 years now. It feels like I've been waiting for another badass Sith for a minute. Well, I Gre didn't... Grievous didn't do it for you? Grievous didn't do it for me. Fucking uh, giant pec muscles didn't do it for me. Who, when he was cosplaying his uncle fucking Vader... Um, what was the last really badass Maul. live action Maul? Yeah, so prequel error fucking uh, uh, Maul. I think it looks incredible. I think the show looks as fleshed out as the you show, as you can. The show looks good. I think that the way that they are handling it, um, for me, kind of like the low the low water mark as far as like what a Star Wars thing looks like. Um, probably would have been the prequels because everything was so squeaky Shiny. clean and digital and, um, you know, uh, 
even when they go into special editions, they start adding, you know, they start adding monsters and stuff like that into the background. You don't like stuff. when they're stepping on tails? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really for that. At some point, you just gotta say, you know what? What came before came, and we're gonna move forward, uh, and we're gonna do some new stuff. Um, and 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 really, you know, this, I think this, uh, at least initially, you know, the start that they're off to, it seems very focused right so so what 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 some people and and I, I agree with the sentiment rightfully said regarding um mandalorian's latter part latter latter episodes was that it kind of go it, it started be going all over the place mm. is this didn't show is this uh you know a different set of mandalorian show and and that very it's a it's a fair question because um you you really don't know yeah, and and we do know also kind of like what's gonna happen to the to the world that they inhabit down the road. So like, well, you guys need to, you guys really do need to answer some questions. You can't just say well, and then uh, then they live happily ever after. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And the same thing really does apply to uh, to to you know to Ahsoka and her entire group. Um, now, I do have. I wouldn't say so much a complaint as I do have a recommendation to the good folks over at the House of Mouse. At this stage in the game, with you playing fast and loose with the timeline of stories that you're telling, and um, I don't know if you've heard the same kind of rumblings, but they're talking about this next generation of storytelling. They want, they're trying to talk about, like, well into the future. This is Kathleen Kennedy of... Uh, Darth Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> She's um, truly the darkest Sith we've holy seen. Holy Lord. Um, but also as well as talking about the Knights of the Old Republic era. So so what they're talking about is getting away from Vader. Like yeah. Getting away from the star from the Skywalker era of the Star Wars which stories, been... which I have no problem with because this is a huge, huge uh, canon in which to play with. Um you gotta develop a, a tried and true, known to the viewers, marker. Start every series from this point on. Fuck it. Start every episode that you are telling with a very simple number, blank, fill in the blank, um, years before yeah. Yavin or years after Yavin. And what's terrible the is Battle there... of Yavin is your ground zero for the stories that you're telling. Again, anyone who's unfamiliar, the Battle of Yavin is like the formal Star Wars um, terminology that they throw around for being uh, for talking about the destruction of the first Death Star. In effect, the events of um, A New Hope, Star Wars 4, uh, for anybody who's keeping score at home. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I, I, I think... Like, what is that... You I've advocated for that for years. Oh. I think every fucking thing, especially as shit gets confusing, Marvel, uh, and again, I know it's still House of Mouse, but the Marvel movies need it. I think the DC movies will very soon need it. Uh, just because I think all these companies, what they do is they kind of, they muddy their own waters unnecessarily. And I think that helps clean it up. John, Star, I, Star Wars, I think, more than anybody. I, I don't want to get into spoiler territory beyond the fact that I, once again... 
I sometimes just need my meter refilled because it just like gets beaten and beaten and beaten, and I need sure. I need like my Marvel. And, and you beat it yourself most of the time. All the time, a couple times a day, just right before this podcast. Oh, gross! In that chair you're sitting in. Oh, um, check please. But for me, a big thing is like it it doesn't necessarily take a lot for me to get reinvested and re-excited. No, you're a simple, and, simple and, boy. And I'm, it's, it's wonderful, though. Like, I'd much rather be ha- easily made happy so than like, easily made sad. So, the question immediately becomes, what is, in your opinion, because obviously people are going to people, Ellis in the chat is alluding to the fact that I'm basically an abused spouse. Because... Disney has hurt me. But my argument becomes something as big as Disney Star Wars. Yeah. When I put it on the grand scale, and I love ranking shit, but it all boils down to it all boils down to does it elicit joy or does it bum me the fuck out? Hmm. And Star Wars, when you take into account the whole of the films, that's six misses for me and three hits for the for the proper Star Wars. I like Solo. I love Rogue One. I love all the seasons of Mandalorian. I dislike the season of Boba Fett. The shit I love outweighs the shit I don't. So I'm in until... For, honestly, I'm probably in forever. I can't imagine ever... But, but you're a recent convert. I'm, I'm relatively new. But my point is, I couldn't imagine... Ever turning my back completely and not trying it. Do you think there is a time in these fandoms where just for people's own well-being, that they should go the Ellis route of like, I've been burnt too many times, I have the couple things I love, I'm going to stick to that, and everything else can eat shit. Or do you think it's just not that serious, and it's like, do whatever. Like, for me, this shit's high-stakes poker, because I love loving shit. I love entertainment. Yeah. I love the art form of cinema and the art form of 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 stories being manifested into tangible real life or or animation. This stuff for me is is something I think I would always try on. Now, if these first two episodes of Ahsoka, I would have watched both. If they were terrible, I, I'll get to it eventually. So so let me, let me ask you this before I answer your question. Yeah. You 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 liked I'm garnering. You liked the first two episodes. Loved them. Okay, you loved them. All right. They weren't perfect for me. No, they weren't perfect. Um, there were certain choices that were made storytelling wise that maybe I would have gone a different way with. But that's what happens when you are a wannabe. Yeah. Um, you're like, hey, I would have done this. I would have done that. And obviously, if you feel like I would have done X, Y, Z, you're thinking, and that would have been for the betterment. Of the end uh, end product. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Now, that being said, like, you being a wannabe yourself, how could, how would have, what would have a, a failure, what would have a quote-unquote bad Ahsoka premiere look like for you? Just out of curiosity. A boring first couple episodes. Okay. Because here's the thing. One might argue that they were slow. Not boring. Boring is a very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Boring is a very, very strong. A lot of uh, talking. Term. You're, you're, you're basically selling Prime, saying I'm walking out of Oppenheimer. They just keep chit chatting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a fucking Logan. Um, In any way. Yeah. Logan the, from Canada or Logan the, uh, from being a douchebag. Yeah. The, uh, 
the the yeah so so but I mean one could argue like well they, they were kind of slow the the opening was outstanding um, a lot of standoffs were were great but there was again exposition yeah Expo- this is a show not a movie there's let's, a lot of getting to very, know you very clear and um, I know that one of my favorite episodes uh, um, of freaking whatchamacallit uh, was was killed because they spent all that time you know on the city on the, on Coruscant and I'm like this is important stuff but what's going to happen is later on you're going to get to you know the prison breaking like hey but wait a minute I, but, 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 but you were not paying attention yeah. them. this is what happens and and sometimes some series benefit the binge yeah and I, I'm already feeling like Ahsoka is going to be one of those better served it's going to be one of those shows that people are going to say X, Y, and Z and then have to say something um, almost completely different when they binge it. Oh, snappy nappy from the lappy. It is Corey. Corey, what is up, kid? Corey said up? he felt like the some of the, what he heard as a complaint mm. was that the actors were a little bit phoning it in. They weren't happy oh, to be really? there. I think that's just a translation of a character. Now, is that is that inside information, Corey? Because we know that you exclusively hang out with the glitterati. Um, uh, miss you too, Corey, and, uh, you know, you did a good job today. I'll most likely kill you in the morning, but you did a good job today. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that feeling at all, Corey. I, I really didn't. Um, I feel like there were a lot of character choices that might have been meant to emulate the animated version of these yeah. characters, because nobody is debuting a character, they're just debuting, uh, in, um debuting characters in uh in, in you know in real life fleshed out so i didn't get that impression and Filoni lucas is a lot of characters there's a lot of like very straight back to ababa 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 sure, like sure. that's how lucas wrote which is which is ironic because again ellis in the chat said he's a lucas fan not a star wars fan but this couldn't exist without lucas and I guess, I guess my question to you... That's true. My question to you still remains, though. It's like, like you just said, this might be best served binge. So even if you even if you hold off, Ellis eventually decides, I'm going to try it because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the Ellis, you know most delicious green bitch of all time. You know it. But is that is that the best course for this? Or is it a thing where sometimes you just tag out completely? Well, with... with... We're, we're sport fans. We're so used to getting nothing in return except for hope. That, I think that's the nerd difference, is this nerd shit has fully overlapped with the same mentality I have for, like, the Rangers, the Giants, the Mets. Right, right, right. It, like, does not matter what the truth is. Well, well here's the thing. This is what I'll say to that. Um, the worst... Obviously, we want our content to be awesome. Right? That's... Ideal. I, I am not a, a, I'm not a masochist. I'm, I don't walk into... Uh, you know something that I'm spending time time watching and saying this is gonna I hope this is bad because that'll be something to talk about um, I always prefer for it to be great first however if it's not gonna be great I'd rather it be bad than be mediocre mm. because if it's mediocre there's almost nothing to talk about it with it if it's bad at the very least you can sit back and just sip the tea and wait for people's heads to explode because you know that they're going to. Again, I always want the Mets to win, 
But if the Mets lose, I'm like, fucking Casey's going to have something to say about this. Yeah. And I, looking forward to that commentary is still something. Yeah, ex- exactly right, Corey. Honestly, the 2023 Met and Yankee seasons have been something that we're going to be talking about they've for been, quite a bit. They've been real the book of Boba oh, Fett. Oh, boy, have they ever. Have they ever. But um, look, the truth of the matter is that whether you like it, love it, or uh, someplace in between, um, I don't think there's any doubt that the story arc that's happening is building towards some pivotal, combined, crossover type of situation. <coughs> I would absolutely not be surprised if the events of Ahsoka and the events of The Mandalorian are on a fucking collision course. Yeah. Someplace in the immediate future, just like Luke, wee, battle be having it down the trenches, wee, me on the Death Star, about ready to put that fucking four-pound payload, a gadoosh, right in the little... His sister. In, oh. the, in the holiest of holies, and just make it a big, big bada-boom. Um, that was the, my, my, my really biggest takeaway... Uh, aside from the fact that all these motherfuckers got to die eventually as we move forward. Um, I saw a very funny meme where it was, uh, it was, uh, um, it was Kenobi and Yoda in their fucking ghosty forms. uh, Kenobi in his ghosty form and Yoda just chilling on the fucking swamp. He's like, oh, Luke, he's our our only hope. And then goes like, well, there's Ahsoka too. Yoda's like, yeah, we could have brought her in on this, I guess. Um, but again, I, I know that, um, Look, if it's memeable, the folks at the big desk are going to make uh, may have something to say about it. But um, that's that's my prediction thus far is that these events from Ahsoka and the events of Mandalorian, the latter seasons, they're going to be building towards something big, maybe in a movie format. I am just still super duper amped to see my Grand Admiral Thrawn in all of his blue, red-eyed fucking glory. You just have to do a musical because you could star as it. I'm Thrawn! Oh, Thrawn, I love you so. Uh, I I cannot wait. That is going to fill the cup big time for me. Um, What about you? Final thoughts on Ahsoka? I'm so fucking excited, and I'm glad I don't have to... Like, it's torment that they don't just drop it all at once because... This is one of those things that I'm I'm so in right now yeah. that I'm afraid like I'm 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 ready I'm ready to be hurt again but I'm so afraid to be hurt again because Secret Invasion was like the first episode I was so excited and then it was just so <sighs> deflating. Were, were you though? Like were you so excited for Secret Invasion? I was. I was, I get excited about everything though. They're like, oh, they're rebooting fucking Teletubbies. I'm like, fuck yeah! Give that Teletubby a gun. That's, that's only because you very much look like the baby in the sun. You're like, true. yay, that it's going to be starring turn. In the reboot. I'm very, very excited. Look, anyone who doesn't have an opinion one way or the other uh, about Ahsoka, at least thus far, or even worse, says like, no, I'm not going to watch it. Ooh, those tushes will turn the tide way, way <sighs> quick. Just watch the trailer just one more time. And then see if you stick to your guns. Filoni knows. Quick pan in. Filoni knows what he's doing. Uh, If anybody says they're not going to watch it, period, they are, sad to say, just like that toy boy George fucking Lucas. They're sitting there and they are bald-faced, lying to you. Why, Charlie? Why? Tell me why. Because...
shot first. first. Wait a minute. That is... Oh, boy. All right. Ah. It's so good. Oh, this is what was getting you sick. <laughs> you love it. What's that? Pineapple death? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Pineapple death for John. A little Yikes. bit of I can't believe it's not Dayquil for me. Damn straight. We got facts being dropped. That's Good right. Lord. Yeah, Leonardo. My favorite, uh, my second favorite turtle, if I'm being honest. I almost lied and said favorite turtle because I was just excited he was joining us. Favorite or not, the best. You know what? I'll allow you to have this because you are Broadway John. Like, I don't all. have to bring Chaz up in this joint. I'm going from happy to happy because we saw Blue Beetle in fucking a great IMAX presentation. Yeah, solid, man. Uh, Blue Beetle, number one film in the country. At Viva la raza! It usurped Barbie like the only... The Barbie killer. The Barbie killer, but it made like $48. Uh, but but I Barbie, don't... Barbie only made 47 That's right. Uh, I do not give a fuck, though, about the money it brings in. I don't care what it means for the wider DC universe. What I care about is can a superhero movie, other than Guardians 3, get me to love again, John? And I'm happy to report Blue Beetle was a, a truly unexpected delight. Yeah. Never have I ever sat in a movie that challenged so little about the form it did so little as far as bringing a new gimmick to the theaters and yet somehow remixed arguably some of the most stale elements in superhero films into a film that I personally walked away loving. Yeah. I had such a good time and the more time I sit in the afterglow in the stank of, of Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle the more I realize two truths. Hit me. Truth number one, Little Baby Cord is one of the most delicious newcomers and no one's talking about it. The, the Cord's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ted Cord's daughter is so beautiful. She's, she's, it's at she's times beautiful. distracting. There's a couple scenes I missed. I was busy looking. Just Charlie, just arbitrarily in the movie, he's like, huh, huh, yeah, what yeah. happened, what I'm happened? just trying to, like, memorize the beautiful jawline. Um, but also, the things it does go left on, where yeah. the other movies go right, yeah. are its secret, um, its secret power. Which Blue is? Beetle, ultimately, is an origin story of a young adult, some gets, uh, gets special because of something he didn't directly do, mm. right place, right time, to become special, yeah. rises to the occasion, learns a morality tale, and walks away, having won some battles, having lost some battles, but ultimately <laughs> really <laughs> really discovering... Yeah, I got some, uh, learn how to use superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> learning who they're supposed to be. Yeah. However, what this movie does oh so well, and I don't watch trailers, so I didn't know that it was even alluded to, but what I actually... A hipster dude. I think the trailers didn't do a good enough job. This puts his family right in the forefront. This is the first superhero, yeah. to my knowledge, <clears throat> that Team Blue Beetle 
is his uncle, his grandma, his sister, his mom's, his dad's. Yeah, yeah. Like, they did such that, a good job. I'm not sure if that's racist by jamming 52 Mexicans into the van. Like, the man in the van. Excuse me, the taco. Never have I wanted a Tacoma more. Oh, man. May, may I just, uh, may, may I put something out there? And um, like I said, we're, we're pretty generous. We're gregarious here at U.S. Comics Cast. And um, far be it from me to tell DC and, and you know James Gunn, the, the, the brain, the professor, um, how to go about his business. But um, eventually, like Ellis said, eventually it will end up sooner rather than not because it was originally intended uh, for Max, the streaming service. Yes. Uh, and it will end up on Max very shortly, I'm sure. Um, but when they're looking for their like their their blurb, their, like their quick... Uh, description of what the show is. I I think I have the perfect, the perfect one. Oh God! Uh, that most folks, uh, who are adults, will will grasp onto and and they'll know what we're saying, right? Like Charlie was saying, they did not reinvent any wheels. They really didn't introduce anything particularly new. They effects took all of the comic book tropes that we have grown accustomed to at this point and said look at all this stuff now look at it through these blue beetle colored glasses because now it's Mexican yeah. right? here's the Mexican version of all that other shit that you have already come to know so I would describe this flick as how, how are we going to put it let's say Coco meets the greatest American hero because that's exactly... I gotta be honest, that is the greatest tagline I've ever heard. It is exactly what this movie was. Um, and and they do play fast and loose. Uh, I think that Leonardo is right. There were, there were plenty of puns. There were plenty of stereotypes. There were plenty of cutesy moments like, Oh, Grandma's the tough one. She was a... She was a gorilla in the in the South American jungles once upon a time. No, no, no. Uh, spoiler, spoiler. Light. It's a little, yeah, it's a uh, light little, spoiler. Little light spoiler. Um, Grandma's but, the villain in the movie. But, but um, look, like they 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 didn't shy away from giving you these little like ew, cutesy cutesy moments. But they just came to. They basically edged us. They. Uh, co they comic book edged us. Incredibly good point. Right to the edge, right to the edge. Yeah, Ellis, that that was my thought. Is that like the kids in the the kids in the audience might not be familiar with the Greatest American Hero. If you're not, think of that one T-shirt that Sheldon wears in the Big Bang in the Big Bang Theory. Like I I don't know what that one is. That one is the Greatest <laughs> American Hero. And just kind of work your way backwards uh, on YouTube from there. Um, but yeah, they, they just took you right to the edge, right to the edge, right to the edge. And then they pulled back and gave you some serious, uh, some serious business. So it remained enjoyable throughout. I gotta be honest. I think that was one of the most surprising things to me is that they navigated, for me at least, they navigated that so well because... Yeah, it was hard to do. Marvel has been fumbling the comedy ball pretty consistently yeah. in the last few years. Right. DC has been fumbling left, right, and sideways literally almost everything. Well, DC hasn't known what they are. But this... At least Marvel knew. Like, yeah. Look, what we make are action comedies where the, the, the leads wear 
tights and spandex. I almost simple as that. I almost think this movie's titled poorly, because this isn't just Jaime's story. This Jamie. is truly like the Blue Beetle family. And Ellis said in the chat, Ugh, Batman has a family. I'm not talking about found families. <laughs> there are masterworks in comic book uh, cinema in in recent memory. Guardians of the Galaxy might be the end all be all. <coughs> When it comes to found families. Yeah. Batman has always been this guy trying to rebuild the family he lost. Superman has wonderful relationship elements. Spider-Man. I actually think the amazing Spider-Man... I think the amazing um, Spider-Man does a wonderful job despite all of its flaws. And I don't think the, 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 the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 minus your crotch cameo. I don't necessarily think it does a ton great... It does do the relationship between Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker marvelously. They just did um, a fan film. Spider-Man moving looks amazing. A fan film, uh, Spider-Man Lotus just dropped. It's actually, I, I don't happen to enjoy it. I think there's people that were involved in that production did an amazing job. The special effects people, the costume people, apparently the actor and the director are kind of douches, but more importantly, that story is all over the place, trying to make you feel one way or another. Mm. What Blue Beetle does so wonderfully other than remind us what a total gilf uh, Susan Sarandon still there is. There you go, Ellis. Um, what it did was it gave me natural all the... Natural, too. She natural. It gave me all the shit I loved yeah. that I was sick of maybe 10 years ago, and it's enough of a remix. Now, to speak to, to Leonardo's point, I think there will be some people that eye roll at how specific some of the... Mexican aspects of this are. You and I are Puerto yeah. Rican. Uh, you and I just very recently, I was talking about how the culture affects me, and I think it affects me differently than it affects you and sure, affects our sure, cousins. Sure. My shit all is from a very American lens. Yeah, so should. there's some shit in Blue Beetle that I very uh, unapologetically needed to like look up because yeah, yeah. I didn't get all of it. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy all of it, because... Like, Goya, Goya? <laughs> this could have been about a Russian family with, sure. Ruddy, with Russian idiosyncrasies, right. and I would have found it just as endearing. I would have had to do more research. I would have had to do more uh, homework, but I feel like if but you it, compare... it would have been just as enjoyable. Oh my God, totally. And also, I feel like this was less aggressive with the culture than something like, let's say, Black Panther. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I think these are two... Well, we're comparing little, two wildly little, different beasts. A, a little different because Black Panther's cultural um, beats were... It's not a real culture. You know what I mean? Also true. Like, borrowed from... They had to, like, Frankenstein yeah. bits and pieces. So, like, you couldn't say, well, that's not accurate. Well, it's... It's, it is accurate because I, I made up this shit to begin with. I also think what's very interesting, director had a great quote that I saw yesterday, and it was uh, DC kind of mandated some of the action sequences. Like, apparently, early notes in the script was like, we need a first act fight, sure. we need a second act fight, we need a bigger third act fight. Like yeah. Those were their very traditional notes. Yeah. That's, and his, that's out of the big book of making a comic book yeah. movie. For him, though, he was like... Yo, bet. But if you are going to dictate the scope of the action sequences, then I want to dictate the scope of the cultural references. And apparently the studio was very like, fucking deal. Like, yeah. that totally works for us. And what I love about the movie, 
was this feels like a very fully formed family that's not doing the thing I hate a lot of times when cultures use, and it's trying to speak for like every Latino. They weren't trying to do that. No, no, they they were, were trying to talk to for six Latinos. They were specifically a Mexican family dealing with the people coming through the fucking ceiling in a Mexican way. Yeah. What what um what I always like to see is the avoiding of fridging a character just for the sake of giving a character motivation. motivation. Um and I also hate like like save like a damsel in distressing characters because it's so so boring on the nose it's it's been done a billion times and as many many times as it's been done before you're still not going to be able to do it as good as the first time that they did it so the way that that was handled look you had you had several characters to keep tabs on at all time and they were doing different things but still it was a laser focused storyline and even when they when they borrowed from all this other content. Look, they borrowed from shit that wasn't particularly successful the first time. Like, we could have been watching Iron Man 2 yeah. at certain moments. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, maybe he is Russian. Like, does he have a yeah. bird back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there were certain moments where you could, where you had the Leonardo DiCaprio fucking meme me pointing at the screen like, hey, this is this and this is that. And it was. Unapologetically, it absolutely was because, look, the truth of the matter is that History repeats itself. Yeah. Even fictional history fucking repeats itself just for narrative's sake. So the reason why they do stuff like that is so that we can say, oh, should I get it? Yeah. I get what's happening right now. It's done. I do not need another half an hour of exposition to get us all on the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah. When they did the retro stuff, because anyone who's unfamiliar with Blue Beetle... And I realize that's going to be a lot of people. Blue Beetle is another non-household name. Um, Blue Beetle is a fucking golden age character, right? Blue Beetle has been around a long time. And the Scarab, the, 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 the said Scarab uh, in Blue Beetle had made a connection with, I forget his name, Peter something or another. I, uh, the with, first Blue Beetle I feel with, a, me. with a character and had all these abilities. The second Blue Beetle, who I think maybe more people are familiar with, Ted Cord. Jay Garrick was the first one. I know no, that's I think Flash. That's Flash, yeah. Um, that was a Flash, for sure. But, um, yeah, so so Ted Cord was the second Blue Beetle in name only. So, so Ted Cord was a character who had money at his, uh, at his disposal and said, you know what, I'm just going to make my own fucking things, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry the mantle of Blue Beetle, but had the Scarab in his possession, and obviously, go see the movie if you haven't seen it already, to find out how it gets into the hands of Jamie, or as Charlie likes to call him, because he's so ethnic, Jaime. Um, but yeah, Booster Gold does indeed show up a little bit later in the timeline, but he's with uh, the Ted Cord version of the character. Well, not in the movie. Well, not in the movie because we don't, we don't, we only hear of, we never see Ted Cord. It could be, could be, it could be though. Could be coming could up. Fucking be. Uh, I do want up. to address something real quick, and and we're we're about uh, wrapped time wise. But I have a couple quick things I sure, want to hit. hit First thing I want to hit is uh, Ellis saw a video that this was the same movie as Ant Man. That's the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. Um, it is. It is, does such a disservice to this film, and it clearly comes from a mindset of someone wanting to 
discourage people from seeing yeah, Blue it's, Beetle. It's not LA. <coughs> in, in all seriousness, the the beats are totally different. And um, uh, um, that all being said, even if it were, let's let's say in a in a parallel dimension, this is beat for beat uh, a reskin of Ant Man. Um, Ant Man would be like the the free peanut butter sandwich that you get <laughs> uh, at school lunch because you didn't you didn't want lasagna day or twin taco or whatever the case might be. This shit is taco flavored fucking version yeah. of that story. So even if they were the exact same version, Ant Man was flavorless, and um, and fucking uh, Blue Beetle was. What's the what's the what's the super spicy Taco Bell one? Fire, yeah. like the black warning <laughs> symbol. Oh. This shit was flavorful from top to bottom. So, even if it was the same, it's still a superior version. If one insists on um, on ranking them, which I think we all know, I do not. And Charlie absolutely, I love will it. It's my favorite all the time. So I, you know, and again, this I want relatively quickly, just because I don't do want I don't want to belabor the point too bad. Uh, I, on the other side of this flick, I get why James Gunn was like, no, I want this character in my DC. I think the sure. film looks great. I think the amount it of does, practical effects... Some people were pointing out, like, the three scenes that use a little bit of wonky CG, but there's so fucking little CG. It's a real suit. The kid's really in it. Yeah. They make some choices that you and I actually disagree on. He doesn't do any power rangering, which I was personally. I of. loved. He I didn't loved. do any power rangering. I actually really was in love with the fact that his jawline is what moves. Like there's like a it's like a knight's face. Why did plate. I show like I don't know. Like, this is a jawline, man. It's because I have no beard. That's why. That's I'm why. Very, that makes sense. I'm very very um very uh, naked. Touch, uh, very touchy about the no beard right now. Um, it looks good though, too. To you, you look like Chaz's dad. It's a necessary evil. Um, now, DC in the history, in the history books, yeah. the big revision was Cyborg got moved into the Justice League, uh, not only for the New Fifty Two, but post the New Fifty Two. If Blue Beetle no. has the potential of being an Iron Man type character for DC. Is this the sort of character that you, just hypothetically, is this a character you could imagine eventually in the Justice League of the James Gunnverse? Someone said that to me, and at first I was like, shut the fuck up, wait a second, I secretly love that. This way you could reserve Cyborg for the Teen Titans if they exist, or not at all. Um, I love the idea of Jaime, uh, like, because right now he's like 22, 23 Probably age-wise. He graduated college. Gradu is a college graduate. Went to fucking Gotham Law, which is like a tiny Easter egg, but a delicious one. Because it yeah. would have been the cheapest law school. Because Gotham fucking sucks. Um, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I love that this universe could organically have a Justice League. And not that it would have to have Jaime be part of it, but just the fact that it could. He feels very much like a fifth, sixth tier member. And also... Just because I consider it, like, on the same level as, like, that position, a fifth, sixth member of the Justice League is, like, Green Lantern level to me, because it's the Trinity and then everyone else, to me. It's the Trinity, GL, Flash, and then others. Like, that's my breakdown. In the opening credits, someone pointed out to me, there's a point where you see the scarab in space, and a green light hits it. It's a ring. That's a Green Lantern oh, ring. that's awesome. 
which I just, I love. But could you imagine, again, I'm not talking about top three. I'm not even talking about top five. I'm yeah. talking about sixth, mem Martian Manhunter level. Member of the Justice League, could you imagine so, Jaime being part of it? So, so I, I could, but here's the reason In a why. happy way. Not here's, just could you imagine it. Here's, here's the reason why I could. Because everything has to make sense for me narratively. Yeah. And um, so if I'm telling a story and I'm jumping in in the middle, which I think is a perfectly valid way and effective way to start telling a story because you don't have to, you don't have to waste people's times with, it, with exposition. You could always look backwards and say, oh, this is how we got here. Um, you still need a character that is the audience. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean you need a character that's experiencing some of this shit. Squid is? For the, exactly right. They're, they're experiencing some of this stuff for the first time ever the same way that us in the audience are. And when they need something explained to them, secretly, it's being explained to us, the viewer. Yeah. So you'll need a character like that. And uh, can Jamie Reyes be that, be that character? A hundred percent, yes. There's something happening that the 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 big guys, the Trinity, um, that they need somebody to kind of like sweep up. And and somebody made the illusion before, almost like Spider-Man to the Avengers. Yeah, absolutely. That that is something I de definitely can see. Um, to the point also like, look when you when you're ready to reintroduce Booster Gold, who is a fantastic character. Can you imagine, like, Jamie Reyes is just now feeling comfortable be, being able to count these adult superheroes as his contemporaries? And fucking Booster Gold is just fucking up doing Booster Gold. She's like, oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Put that down. No, that's Wonder Woman. She's oh, really pissed. Like, I got to you tell can, you, you've just sold me on you, this idea on so much. Yeah. Like, you can definitely see that being um, the narrative thread. Um, and like fucking Booster Gold's like, oh, I was in the couch, I was in the kitchen the whole time, and all the kid is talking about goddamn Mexicans. Um, so, so yeah, 100% you can see something like that. Look, the truth of the matter is that at the end of the day, they have introduced us to a likable character that you root for that has an involved, cool a very cool power set, a unique power set compared to everything else that's been going on. They don't, here's spoiler alert for you, they don't fucking bother spending more than two seconds telling you where the scarab came from. Yeah. Really, again, do yourselves a favor. Even the older set that's listening and watching, fucking YouTube some Greatest American Hero shit. Remind yourself how little explanation they actually did about Ralph's fucking suit where it shows up, wrong dry cleaner, all of a sudden he's just, well, <laughs> believe it or not, Jaime's walking on air. I, I am. thought he could be so Mexican. You are aware I'm cutting that together now. Like, as footage becomes available, that's hilarious. Feel free to credit me you for zero. the son of a dirty bitch. All right. Uh, so final thoughts. Take us out of here. Cause uh, I, got I, I, I think I love it. I, uh, I will be seeing it again in theaters. I kind of already called my shot. Really? Little cousins. I have them wow. in tow. I'm like, come on. We're going to watch Mexicans powered up. All right. Um... That's fair enough. And on that second viewing, it's going to start slowly moving into... You know what? I don't have a Spider-Man in my life. And and as much as it's become like a little bit of a joke a on the hateful, show... Hateful um, and as much as I love uh, Miles Morales, uh, there is something different about live-action uh, films than CG or animated. So I'm I, the more I think about it, the more I get kind of geeked up and chubbed up about the idea of... 
this character getting to grow and kind of be something bigger. Uh, I think there's a golden opportunity here to take a low baggage character. 2006, this character was created. That's a drop. Jaime. That's Jaime. Jaime. Um, that's a that's a drop in in fucking the the sands of time. As far as I'm concerned, let's fucking flesh it out. Let's make this fucking kid a star. Let's book him to a fit. I want him to have a Sam Jackson contract. I want this poor fuck. 25 years from now, to be like, all I get to do is play Booby. Be like, you shut your hole and get in your suit. I'm looking forward to his uh, version 2.0 costume. Oh yeah, yeah, like a couple more ducats. Uh, a little bit more uh, more money. Because um, money's great. Money is just swell. And I like money, especially for the show. So today, we are brought to you by Battle Planet, the brand new... No, we're not! Oh, is it because we're not sellout douchebag liars? Yes. Who've never played those games? Amongst other reasons. Uh, we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands. That, of course, is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else you can find their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary band you can stay up to date at bandmary.com for merch and upcoming performances but my favorite part john is i go to spotify i go to apple music and boom 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 bandmary is available across every music streaming platform what else do you want from them i, I don't they're know they're giving you music they're just giving it away but still it leaves us with the question where we drop in with sergeant finesse Find him currently gaming exclusively, even though I think he just did a special guest appearance on Facebook the other day, but that doesn't really matter. Find him exclusively gaming most days on kick.com. Multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, supported games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today when Sarge is on deck. Uh, your salute, but also as well as do not forget the grinning wonder. Uh, Joker's stream, man, he drops in on us every week. Joker's stream, just a unbelievably amazing. I'm in it for uh, bats. Fortnite bats is the best. Just a great, great Fortnite streamer. Uh, Dynamite does cosplay like it's meant to be done with love and with attention to detail. You can find him also, uh, um, uh, also streaming on uh, on, uh, on Kick, but mostly you're gonna find him on Twitch. Joker understream. Uh, Joker underscore stream underscore. Um, just, just, just good damn guy. Tell him we said hi. Tell him we said hi, especially Bats, because Bats is the shiznit. But here we are, Charlie. Um, I hope you have a fucking tie. I do. Want me to hit this button? Do me a favor and hit the button, you non-tie wearing some a bitch. What are you doing oh, yeah. on the executive elevator? Look at that tie. Yes, I'm a suit. That Therefore, tie. I got shit for brains and Oof. fucking I hate <laughs> money. As long as you have a checkbook, that's all that really matters. <clears throat> so this one, we're going to keep this pretty quick because we are have indeed, hey, Christine, we have indeed had... Uh, uh, kind of like busy weeks, but yes. that doesn't take away from the validity of said pitch because this is something that needs to happen. The fact that it has not happened already in this day and age, frankly, boggles the mind. And this is a mind that is tough to boggle. 
Um, so Charlie, if you would please hit that music, cause I'm about to oh, blow you going, out of we're doing your it. goofy ass back with ties. You will respect me. I am a suit. Fair enough. You got a pitch for me, sir? I, is the music playing? Yes. Here we go. All right. Here we are. Okay. Now this is going to really take some work on your end because you are very highly powered, influential suit. It's true. You do what you need to do to make this happen. But I'll be honest. As far as the names, I kind of don't fucking care. We just need some name recognition, mostly going to be for the trailer. We're going to open up on the Academy Awards. Oh, oh just like the, the, the biggest night for congratulatory self-fucking-jerk-off awards that All there right. ever was. So Will Smith's out. So, um, literally, with the glitterati is glittering it up. And uh, they're just about to uh, announce the best actor or actress award, whichever you know, whichever celeb owes you a favor. The winner is given the trophy, the golden fucking oldie. Uh, just, just jumping into the acceptance speech when we hear some hubbub, 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 and uh, coming very, uh, very Will Smith like. Um, we get a kind of crazed, little beleaguered, costume done, seen better days. Crime fighter runs up on the stage, just hollering, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, undecipherable fucking gibberish, just screaming, uh, top of their lungs, uh, making a beeline for the award winner of the evening, and. Um, this superhero type runs up, can't really tell what they're saying anymore, but they t they rip at the award winner's face and come away with a rubbery, latexy face, uh, skin, and, and, and wig, fake hair. And they point to the winner. Alien! 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 Ba-boom! Okay, now we're going to cut to the title card, which I'm going to hold off for a second because this is uh, volume two in the adventures of, but I'm not, I'm not going to get to that quite yet. So um, clearly, clearly this is going to have an effect. But much like if you recall the Chris Rock, Will Smith events, even then, even people who watched it happen in real time were saying what? It was fake. Fake. It's a fake. Public publicity stunt um this is just done for the attention to give a little juice to the awards whatever the case might be so now we're gonna have like one of those montage news fucking like conflicting reports conflicting reports some people saying holy shit told you aliens were real the fucking the evasion is upon us get your buckets fill up the bathtub with water do what you gotta do get ready to bug out buy some more ammunition from walmart on the other side there are people saying, ah, this is fake. This is for a movie. Didn't even look real. Watch, the next movie is going to be a space alien invasion movie, whatever the case might be. So, uh, again, that's in effect where how we are. How close to do an award show. How, how tacky. Uh, I was in the middle of an appetizer. <laughs> um, so, again, we have these multiple news rail reels saying all different shit. And just like America is now, we have like almost a 50-50 fucking split because we are indeed big big dummies now that uproar charlie uh mr charlie sir that's right uh is only interrupted once a huge 
earthquake strikes the west coast and i'm not saying oh it hit hollywoodland oh it hit california charlie this fucking earthquake we fucking took out otisburg as big as dolly parton's titties it That's fucking a big hits. titty. Woo! Otisburg. Um, this hits the entire West Coast. All kinds of crazy damage. Fucking tornadoes and hurricanes and windstorms and sharknadoes and all kinds of shit. Um, kills the power to like a great part of the country, right? So now, not only do we have this huge devastation on the West Coast, but most people are without power all over the damn place. So, some shit could be happening, and a lot of people would be unawares. Okay. Um, simultaneously, multiple individuals of power use this opportunity to indeed reveal themselves to also be fucking aliens. Like, what the shit? Oh, I guess now is the fucking time. So, in effect... We now know that that the alien that was exposed at the awards, it's the Rock, by the way, what, the Rock was going to win the award. A giant, a giant monkey was going to win the award. King Kong, uh, as King Kong yes. won won the award uh, as best uh, actress, because oh, yeah. you you, you presume, eggs, yeah, uh, you presume um, that's that's Godzilla. But wait, wait to be wait to be my yes end. Um, so they reveal themselves to be not just aliens but fucking reptilians, the worst kind of alien invaders. Um, and they decide, you know what? Now's the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, fuck off, nerds. The Earth doesn't even like them. Fuck these guys. We're gonna go ahead and go full-fledged assault. Now, we do live in a world of at least costumed crime fighters, and they give it the old college try. Are they, like, all Batman spirit types, or do we have they, people with powers? We are dealing with largely... Um, there, there are people with powers for Shizzle, but for the most part, it's people like. But, but it is golden agey type gotcha. of type of hero, uh, fighting. Right? To the muskrat mobile. So the aliens like that's hilarious. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and probably eat your face, and they do. So the aliens are just having a devil of a time, um, and and the invasion is fully on, bro. Like we are, we have launched right into fucking V era where. Again, being that our country is so 50-50, some people are like, Whip, we had a good run. Take me away, my reptilian fucking slave lord. Uh, and some people are like, Yeah, I'm going to fight. I'm going to live in my basement. I oh, love that you made I'm the rebels now. the bitches. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's still got to be somewhat realistic, Charlie. Even Fair in these, enough. Even in these movies. So um, the heroes, they tried to hero, except for the ones that are like, Well, we tried. These reptiles seem all right. And there is a contingent of uh like quote-unquote heroes that are like ah well what can yeah, we do if these, i will join the aliens if, if these were mole men maybe we'd have something to say <coughs> but they ain't so we ain't um so this gorilla underground of rebel heroes fucking forms and they endeavor to say you know what the f the past <laughs> the past era of heroes those were hard cats those are the heroes that would have fucking gotten us out of this bullshit. And some of them are still out there. So now this this underground rebel force of normies say, you know what? We need to gather together the heroes the of geriatric of old. heroes of the past. Not necessarily geriatric, but like the heroes of our recent past that got shit done. And a lot of them, Charlie, were fucking unheralded, right? These were not 
the Captain Amazings of their world. Charlie, these were, in no particular order, Mr. Furious, played by Ben Stiller, The Shoveler, played by William H. Macy, The Blue Rajah, played by Hank Azaria, Shh. The Bowler, by played by Janine Garofalo, Invisible Boy, played by Kev uh, Mitchell, um, and The Sphinx, of course, played God by Wes Studi. Now, Rest well. This, I, I admittedly, this idea came to this feverish mind with the very recent loss of Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself, uh, Paul Rubens. So naturally, sadly, Paul Rubens cannot join in the adventures. However, we are not going to discard the man. Uh, his character, um, Spleen, as we all know, uh, his remains are being... Uh, they're in the tender, loving, goddamn right, Corey. He in the ten, tender, loving care um, of said uh, Sphinx. He's got the spleen's remains right there. So now we're going to have these underground characters. Now, these actors can be whoever you have on the contract. You got to give a little something to. Think of it as kind of like the kids in the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. They're, they're, they're driving the story, but they are not the story exclusively. Um, and we go around and we kind of like, we're going to one by one put them, putting the team together, putting it together. Montage hilarious. I love it. Um, so we're going to put them all together. And like I said, this is a shorter pitch. We're going to get little small adventures on the road to El Dorado, as it were. Putting the team back together, putting them back together. And kind of like the relationships. I'm are, so excited. The, the relationships are renewed and like who catching up with who's doing what. And little, the little funny quips. We can even do this in a very... Um, uh, fucking curb your enthusiasm way where like you say okay here's the situation and go you let him riff because these are all very talented actors and comedians um, so that's where we're going to be but we're all going to drive to the ultimate final confrontation which occurs at the mouth of the fucking mothership of these reptilian celebrity alien invaders and um, you know, look, they're still the aliens, and these are still the mystery men. So they do what they can do, and and they have their own abilities. Um, but ultimately, how we're going to third act win it all? We are going to have a, a fucking invisible boy handle his business, right? He's gonna take the spleen's remains and and sneak them over to the mouth the entrance of the ship and place them just so and then and just kevs and sneak away uh you know naked uh as they want to do and then we're going to get the very postcardish the very uh pajama pillowcase making uh lineup of the mystery men in 2023 just lining up calling out these alien fucking losers calling them out you beat everyone else we are going to be the ones to send you packing get the hell off our planet like all of that uh bravado all the bullshit all of the superhero speech monologuing shit's about to go down and the aliens just looking at each other like are they kidding these guys are a fucking joke are you kidding me so 
they open the fucking gate. Now, this is, again, an impenetrable mothership that legitimate superheroes, militaries, fucking uh, Girl Scouts, nobody has been able to penetrate this ship that has the, uh, the highest, uh, the muckety-mucks of the alien uh, hierarchy in there. So they say, you know what? Fuck these mystery men. They open the gate. The moment, Charlie, that that fucking lip hits the ground, for some reason I'm like picturing... The, like the, the mothership from Cobra that yeah, looks like yeah. a giant cobra. But like the second that that lip hits the ground, our girl, the bowler, she pulls out her pops out the bag and whoosh, and lets it fucking rip. And that bowling ball, I was here, like ducking fucking laser shots and missiles and alien uh, fighter planes trying to shoot it down. It just makes its way in every way possible, except for in a straight line and just impacts the fucking remains of the spleen and it really looks like Oppenheimer too more than Mystery Men too because when it fucking connects with the spleen's remains we find out that it wasn't the spleen's charred remains after a fucking you know after after the events of uh you know what happens uh, when, when someone's no longer with us it was his very last biggest fart that he fucking put in this very specific receptacle for just such an occasion, and we get the world's largest fucking uh, green uh, <laughs> gas bomb completely takes out the ship. Mystery men save the day as they are wont to do. Roll credits. I've naturally. never greenlit something quicker. <laughs> Literally greenlit. Um, and and not, not only is this going to be a legacy sequel, but I think, my personal humble opinion, absolutely a relaunch of the franchise because no good franchise should ever be left to whimper and be, be sad and cold and hungry in the winter months to come. I love it. Thank you for Do the Do you trip. have a title in mind? Yeah, you get all the money. Mystery Man 2. How about Mystery Men's? Just a terrible title. <laughs> With Her? a Z? Yeah. Mr. Revenge. Uh, yeah. Sold. Sold, but we need to include that Z. Uh, for my brother. What an excellent pitch. Thank you. What a lovely chat with you beautiful people. We are live every single Wednesday. The podcast version available every Wednesday morning. By the time you're ready for that commute, that podcast is waiting for you. But we are here week after week, not next Wednesday. Because Broadway John is going to be in full effect, I believe. You have a show next Wednesday? No. We'll see you next Wednesday. Just making shit up. Just, I, I love it. But there's only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast, and such to the point that I know my lovely brother can't help but be his most animated. I have moved my teleprompter over to the right. Look because, John, kid. show him how we do it. Because first, you got to turn the power, you bastard. <laughs> then you got to turn the volume up to Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Sam, my space girl! We are...
on time.